Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a certified nutrition and health coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset, love their bodies, and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to episode 10 of Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I am super excited to talk about this topic today, which I know I feel like I say every week because I'm always excited to talk about these things, but I feel like this is particularly relevant at this time of year. So today we're going to talk about the scales. Now, the reason I say it's relevant at this time of year is because like we spoke about last week, the festive season for a lot of us is, you know, involves a lot more kind of eating and drinking than normal. And with that can come an increase in the number on the scales. And for a lot of people, that makes them feel like shit. They feel guilty about going and enjoying their Christmas party or eating the mince pies or whatever it is, because that number on the scale is starting to creep up and that makes them feel really bad about themselves. Now, I completely understand this. I used to be exactly the same. I used to weigh myself every single day. I went through large periods of time where I would weigh myself twice a day and I was very specific. You know, I had to weigh myself first thing in the morning after going to the bathroom, before drinking even a sip of water, so that I would be the very lowest weight I could possibly be. I, I pretty much was obsessed, basically. My entire mood, my entire self-worth, all of that stuff really was dictated by the number on the scales. My happiness was dependent on whether which direction that number was going, whether it was going up, happier, down, not happier. But the thing is, what do the scales actually tell you? Like really think about that for a second. What does that number actually mean? Does it actually mean you're better or worse than you were the day before? Does it actually dictate your value? Does it actually dictate or tell you anything about who you are as a person? No, it tells you about your relationship with gravity and who cares about your relationship with gravity? Why is that something that we place so much value on and so much importance on? It's just not necessary. And I know, you know, people be like, yeah, but it's giving me a measure of my progress. But again, why is the focus on, you know, your progress? Why is it on weight? Why is that the most important metric when we're trying to, you know, people say they're trying to better themselves or they're trying to improve their health. Why is that the thing that's important? I don't know about you guys, but my weight can fluctuate ridiculously day to day. I can have, you know, one night of, I don't know, eating pizza or something like that. And the next day be three kilos heavier. That's not three kilos of fat. Like I'm not going to be three kilos heavier every single time I have a pizza. It's just the way our bodies work. And it's, you know, it's different for everyone. And for women as well, we, at different times in our cycles, our weight is going to fluctuate. But that's not what we focus on. That's not what we talk about. Instead, we just feel crap about ourselves anytime the the weight on the scales goes up. And today I'm not going to get back into how being in a larger body or being of a higher weight 
is actually not a bad thing. It's actually no big deal at all. Because I know we've spoken about that before, so I'm not going to talk about it again. But what I'm going to talk about today is the scales specifically. Now, I do want to preface this by saying I understand that a lot of people still want to change their bodies. I have clients come to me all the time saying, you know, I'm sick of diet culture. I'm sick of dieting. I really want to learn to eat intuitively. I want to learn to love myself, but I still want to lose weight. I still want to change my body. I'm still not happy where I am right now. Is that okay? Can those two things exist together? Yes, they can. I completely understand wanting to lose weight. I completely understand wanting to change your body because that's what we've been conditioned to believe is the best thing. But the thing is, you don't actually have to lower the number on the scales to feel better about yourself. And even if you are focused on changing your body as such, I don't think the scales are the way to do that. I don't think the scales are the way to measure your progress because like I said, it's so arbitrary. Like the number can change so quickly. If you go and weigh yourself, then drink a liter of water, the weight is going to be different. Again, doesn't mean you've actually put on weight, put on fat as such. You've just got more stuff in your body. So I think weighing yourself to determine whether you're making progress just isn't a good idea. Like it just doesn't make sense. Why don't you measure your progress through other ways? Why don't you measure your progress based on how you feel is the big one. You know, are you, are you improving your fitness? Are you finding it easier to walk or run further, depending on what your goals are? Are you lifting heavier weights in the gym? Are you noticing you've got more energy? You can get through the day without seven coffees. Are you sleeping better? Are you happier? These are the things that we want to use to measure our progress. These are the things that will actually tell us if we're improving our health. Now it can be really hard to separate yourself from the scales, especially if you're someone who has been weighing yourself for a long time. Hello. Yes, that was me. I found it very difficult to get rid of them, but once you have, I swear it just, it changes your life. It changes your perspective on yourself. So today we're going to do a bit of story time. I'm going to tell you a story about one of my clients recently who managed to ditch the scales. But before that, I just wanted to tell you quickly about another client, a different time and a conversation I had with her. And this is not the first time I've had this conversation. This is not the first time I've had this conversation with a client. It's not the first time I've had the conversation with a friend or a family member. It's not the first time I've been through this situation myself. So this person had was feeling good about themselves, basically. They had been working on themselves. They'd been going to the gym a lot. They were feeling really good, basically. They were like, yeah, you know, I've made progress. I've been exercising consistently for a few weeks. I feel like I've been nourishing my body. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about myself. Like I feel, I feel good. Then what she did was she went to a weigh-in at her gym. So she walked into the gym, got weighed and the gym scales said that she had put on weight. Now she walked out of that appointment feeling miserable. She walked out of that appointment feeling awful about herself thinking, why am I even bothering I need to go to the gym seven days a week and restrict my food even more if I want to make progress. Like I thought I was feeling, I thought I was looking good, but no, the number on the scales was a little bit higher than it was before. So I must not be, I must not be better. I must be worse. And she just felt miserable. What actually changed? This is the question I asked her. I said, what was actually different from before you went into that session? to after you walked out of that session, your body had not changed. 
Your body didn't change in the five minutes between walking in and walking out that door. The thing that changed was you looking at the number on the scales. That's what made you feel shit. Your body isn't the thing that made you feel shit. The way you were feeling isn't the way you made, that made you feel shit. What made you feel shit was looking at a number on the scales and you attaching meaning to that and going, oh, well, the scale is telling me I'm worse. So I am worse. And now I feel bad about myself. So my question is why the actual F do we look at the scales? Like, what is that actually doing? It's making you feel crap. And in the reverse, if you step on a scale and the number goes down and you feel good, it's not always going to be going down. This is the thing. If you are attaching your value and you're attaching worth and you're attaching importance to that number on the scales, whether it's in a positive way because it's going down, that means that you're going to get the opposite. You're going to get the negatives. And the more you do this, you're just building it up in your head and you're perpetuating this kind of cycle that that number is important. So that's why I think we should just not look at them at all. If that client hadn't stepped on the scales, she would have kept feeling good about herself. She would have kept feeling really proud of what she was doing in the gym. She would have kept nourishing her body. Instead, she went home and she ate a bunch of cupcakes because she felt like shit about herself because of the scales. All right. On to my next client story. This is the main one I want to talk about. And what I'm going to tell you about is how she healed her relationship with the scales or really made huge progress with her relationship with the scales and what those kind of main four factors were so that you can start implementing them into your own life. If you're struggling with the number on the scales or your relationship with the scales. So this client, we had a conversation about them. She went, you know, no, I haven't weighed myself in a long time. I'm very happy not weighing myself. Basically. I don't want to see, I don't want to look at them. I know that they don't make me feel good, which is amazing. I'm so proud of her that she's, you know, is already at that level. Then what she did was she went to a fitness appointment. She said to the PT, you know, I I don't want to see the number. I don't want to look at the number on the scales, but that's fine. If you want to weigh me, no problem. But then she accidentally saw the number and her reaction was, oh my God, no, I have never been heavier than this. This is the worst. I'm never eating again. Oh my God. And she said that was the first thing that popped into her head. But then, then, then she went, wait a second. So what? What does that number even mean? Who cares? And oh, when I tell you, I've never been prouder of a client. (laughs) It's going to be in one of my top five proud moments because that is what you want to do. Yes, it's okay to have that initial reaction to be like, oh my God, because again, we've been conditioned to believe that a higher number is worse for all of our lives. So it's understandable to feel that way. It's understandable to have that reaction. But she managed to flip that straight away and just be like, you know what? Doesn't matter. Who cares? And I have to just read out this quote, this from this message that she sent me because, oh my God, I want to print it and I want to stick it on bumper stickers and I want to give it to everyone in the world. She said, as if the number on the scales weighs my worth and value as a human being, I am bloody incredible and my incredibleness has nothing to do with my body mass reach. Oh my God. That just, yeah, just lit me up. It made me so proud of her. I think I cried. Yeah, I think I cried. (laughs) I just get really invested in my clients and oh, that just, um, yeah, I'm still so proud. That makes me so happy to hear. And exactly that your worth has nothing to do 
with your relationship with gravity. Like these are completely separate entities. Your incredibleness has nothing to do with your body mass. Oh, amazing. So what I did was I asked her, I said, okay, we've been working together for quite a short amount of time. I said, what do you think was the biggest thing that contributed to that? Cause I was curious. I was wondering how she managed to have that mindset shift so quickly. And so I'm going to tell you the four things that she said that really contributed that helped her. Yeah. Not care about what that number was. So I hope that you can use these tips as well. So the first thing was the fact that when you go through this roller coaster, you go through this emotional roller coaster over and over and over again, where you're constantly flipping between, oh, yay, the number on the scales went down to, oh, shit, the number on the scales went up. And when you go through this so many times, of course, it makes you feel awful. It is exhausting. It's so tiring to constantly be fighting with yourself and constantly being in a battle with yourself. And for most of us who do weigh ourselves, the number doesn't just stay the same for most people. The number goes up, the number goes down, especially if you're actively trying to lose weight. For most people, it doesn't just, you know, you don't just go, oh, I'm going to start trying to lose weight now. And then the number goes down and then you get to the number you want to be at and then you're there forever and that's it. Like, that's not how it works. That's how we like to think that it will work, but that's not how it works. So we go through this roller coaster. We, like I said, we attach that worth to the number on the scales and we think, yay, it's going down. Proud of myself. Go me. I'm working so hard. Blah, 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 blah. And then it goes up and you're like, oh, okay, I'm horrible. I need to work harder. I'm a failure. My willpower sucks. Like I'm a shit person because that number has gone up. And like I said, it's exhausting. It's so, so tiring to attach so much value to a stupid little number on the scales. It is an emotional roller coaster and it's just exhausting. And one day, one day you'll go, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm done with this. I can't do it anymore. And I know my clients got to that point. I got to that point because eventually it just gets to be too much. Like you just can't deal with going through that again. So you know what the solution is? Stop doing it. Stop weighing yourself. (laughs) Get off the scales. And then you don't have to go through that emotional roller coaster. You don't have to feel awful because you put on like 200 grams, which is nothing. The next thing that she said that helped her was really paying attention and thinking about the things that she loved about herself. Now, this is one of my favorite things to do. It's definitely one of my top things that I teach when it comes to body image. Really think about the things about yourself that you love. Now, that doesn't have to be physical things. For some of you, you might be you might be in such a bad body image state that you're like, no, I, I literally don't like anything on my body. And if that's you, I'm sorry, I'm giving you a mental hug. But you can think about other things you're happy with, with your body. You might be happy that you can play with your niece or nephew. You might be happy that you can walk five kilometers, 10 kilometers, one kilometer, whatever it is. You might be happy that your body's not injured. You might be happy that you're able-bodied. Whatever it is, there is something you can appreciate about your body. The more you look for something, the more of it you're going to see. So if you're saying negative things about your body, whether it's to yourself, whether it's to other people, the more you're going to feel negatively about your body, the more negative things you're going to find. You're going to get stuck in that cycle of just constantly thinking negatively. Whereas if you start looking for the positives about your body, start looking for things that you love, that you appreciate about your body, you'll find more of them. You'll keep seeing them. 
And that slowly is just changing your mindset. It's changing the way you feel about yourself. And eventually when someone says to you, Hey, what do you love about your body? You'll be like, this, 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 like everything. Where do I start? I can't think of one thing I love about myself. And that is where we want to be. We want the list of things we love ourselves to be so much longer than the things we don't like about ourselves. So challenge yourself, maybe every day, write down three things you love about yourself. Or if you can't be bothered doing that kind of thing, you're not a journaler or whatever, just think about them. Just, you know, when you look in the mirror, say to yourself, hey, I like my eyes. Hey, I love that I used to have constant back pain and now I'm injury free. That's one of mine. Oh my God. Life changer. And the more that you think about these things that you love about yourself, the more you're showing yourself that you are worthy of respect and you are worthy of value. Because if you're being mean to yourself, you're constantly telling yourself awful things and pointing out things you don't like. That doesn't make you feel like you have value. That doesn't make you feel like you're worthy of respect. So you want to do the opposite. You want to show yourself that, hey, actually, I'm not so bad after all. I'm actually pretty freaking great. That's what you want to do. The next thing was recognizing and calling out her limiting beliefs. Now, this one is one of the biggest. I think I'm going to have to do an episode on limiting beliefs soon because when you learn about them and when you learn how to recognize them, you learn how to call them out and you learn how to change them. That's the big game changer. That changes your life. And I mean, I'm doing a lot of work on my own limiting beliefs at the moment. And it, it is, it's a game changer. So this was one of the things that um, my client and I spoke about and she has got really good at it. She's got really good at recognizing what those limiting beliefs are when they pop up and she's got really good at kind of clearing them out. Now, if you're hearing this and you're like, Gemma, what is a limiting belief? I have no idea what you're talking about. A limiting belief is a state of mind or a belief that you think to be true and that could be on the surface or it could be really deep down that limits you in some way, that's holding you back. So holding you back from being the best version of yourself, the happiest version of yourself. And it can be anything. And often these are things that we've kind of carried with us throughout our lives. So relevant to this, you might have the limiting belief that being in a larger body is unattractive. And that is a real societal limiting belief. It's something that has been given to us by society. It's something that maybe you heard your parents or your aunties or something like that talking when you were a kid about how they don't like their thighs and they shouldn't be eating this chocolate because, oh my God, they'll get fat, blah, blah, blah. And you might've heard all of those things as a kid and in your head, you've gone, okay, so being fat is bad. I don't want to be fat. And that's formed this limiting belief that you've had throughout your whole life. So then if you are in a larger body or you, you know, do put on a bit of weight, you feel crap about yourself because in your head, you have this belief that larger equals worse, smaller equals better. So when we have these limiting beliefs, what we want to do is recognize them. That's the very first step, recognizing that, hey, this is a belief I have, and this isn't a belief that's actually serving me. This isn't a belief that's making my life better. This is getting in the way of my happiness. This is getting in the way of my goals, my dreams, whatever it is. So then the next thing you need to do is create new beliefs. Get rid of that old belief, create new beliefs. And like I said, I will do an episode on this because there is so much more to it and it's amazing. In the meantime, go and have a listen to Miss Mindset's podcast. She is the best. I'll link it in the show notes. She's great. She's one of my coaches and it's my favorite podcast, apart from my own. And yeah, I definitely recommend listening to it. She's got some great episodes on it. But yes, that is a big thing. And that was such a game changer for this client was learning about the limiting beliefs, recognizing them, calling them out, 
and it just makes your life so much better. And the last thing that made a big difference to her was monitoring her self-talk. So making sure she spoke to herself the way she would talk to a friend or the way she would talk to a child. So thinking about the little version of herself, picturing herself as a little kid or as a baby and thinking about all the awful things that she says to herself now. And would you talk to a child like that? Would you tell a child that they're disgusting because they ate a packet of Doritos? Would you tell a child that they have no worth or their value as a person is less because they put on weight? No, you wouldn't. Thinking about doing that, it breaks your heart. Thinking about saying to this poor, innocent child, you're disgusting. Like, that's awful. That gives you a visceral reaction, especially if you're a parent, I can imagine. That would be awful. So for her, it was really about thinking about that and thinking, I would never talk to a child that way. I would never talk to a baby that way or a friend that way. So why am I talking to myself that way? Why am I saying all these horrible things to myself? Why am I berating myself for the number on the scales going up when if it happened to a friend, I'd be like, so what? You're still amazing. I still love you. Like who cares? That's what you would say to a friend. That's what you would say to a child, but it's not the way we speak to ourselves. So for this client, it was about consciously changing that self-talk, really trying to speak to herself in a kind manner, showing herself love. So those are the four things that helped her. And that's a very brief overview of them. Obviously it takes more time to work on these things than just a podcast episode. But if you do need a hand with them, please let me know. You can book a free session with me through the link in the show notes. And I would love to help you get there as well. Now, I just wanted to leave you with another quote from her messages because there was just so many. They were so good. And the quote is, all the reasons I love myself have nothing to do with that number. So why does that number that will change a hundred more times through my life matter at all? Like mic drop done. That's it. I just think, yeah, that just, it resonated with me so much. And I think if you're someone who does struggle with the scales, who does really go through that roller coaster we were talking about, that will resonate with you as well. Like that number will change a hundred more times in your life, 200 more times, a thousand more times. So why are you putting so much value on it? If you just took the scales out of the equation, you don't have to worry about it anymore. And I'm not saying that, you know, you, you ditch the scales and you feel amazing straight away. That's not how it is. And yes, you will still maybe notice fluctuations. You'll still notice if you, I don't know, put on a dress size or lose a dress size, but you won't be a slave to the scales. You won't every single day have your mood dictated or every single week, whatever it is, however often you weigh yourself dictated by whether that number's gone up or down. And who doesn't want a more stable mood? Seriously, so much better. All right. So that is the episode for today. I hope that you found that helpful. I hope that you're going to go and throw your scales in the bin or smash them with a hammer. Actually, that doesn't work. I tried to do it once for a photo and they would not break. I was smashing glass scales with a hammer and it just wouldn't happen. So don't do that. I am not responsible for any injuries for you trying to smash things with a hammer, but throw them out, throw them in the bin. You don't need them. Put them in a high cupboard so they're not sitting on your bathroom floor for you to look at all the time. If you're not ready to throw them out or you think, oh, but I might need them to, I don't know, weigh my suitcase one time, put them away. 
They don't need to be there in your face for you to see every single day, like a little demon in the corner that can make you feel like crap. We don't want that. And now the last thing I wanted to mention is that it is your very last chance to join me for Radical Resolutions next Monday, the 13th of December. This is a workshop where I'm going to be teaching you my formula for setting resolutions that don't suck for when we get into the new year. Resolutions that actually help you to start living your best life and the way to actually achieve those resolutions. We're going to set some goals. We're going to kick the goals in 2022. I would love for you to join me. There are only a couple of spots left. So if you're keen, please head to the link in the show notes and join me. I would love to see you there. It's going to be live on Zoom. It's going to be great. And yeah, it'll be wonderful. Let's set ourselves up for a great year ahead. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe, please share it on your story so that it can help some more people out. And yeah, I'll see you in the next episode.